Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm Josh Gessman along with Wendy Thomas and on today's show we're going to dive into LA Galaxy 2 season opener and midweek wins. We'll talk who are the biggest stars to watch and who could be making an impact on the senior team in no time. We're also going to get you updated on the LA Galaxy's injury crisis. Robbie Keane, Steven Gerrard and Giovanni Dos Santos could all miss the weekend's clash. We'll run down that list. Plus we'll get some input on the busiest man in American soccer. That's right, Brian Dunseth will join the show to give us his view on this LA Galaxy team. Finally, we'll get you ready for the big game north of the border as LA Galaxy take on Vancouver Whitecaps on Saturday. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com and it all starts right now. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now here are your hosts, Josh Gessman and Wendy Thomas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fun episode of Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I am your host, Josh Kessman. Joining me, as always, is Wendy Thomas. We're very glad to have you on the show tonight. Lots of fun stuff to talk about. Oh, my goodness. Things going like crazy all over the place. We've got people dropping like flies for the LA Galaxy. you got LA Galaxy 2 just ripping it up in USL so far. Haven't been scored on in two games. Diop standing strong in goal there. So we're going to have some post-game audio from some of those games as well. Lots of fun stuff to go through and, and talk about. Also, hopefully, fingers crossed, we're going to be joined by uh, the busiest man in soccer, Mr. Brian Dunseth, as well. I should stop and I should say hi to Wendy. Wendy, how's it going? It's nice to talk to you, first of all. I know we don't get to talk on a regular basis, so it's nice uh, to have you. Uh, we, well, we, we, we talk, you know, we don't talk as, enough, as much as we should, really, Josh. We should talk more, but, you, you know, you keep insisting on having a life. It's really a big bother for me yes i'm yes. doing well or i was doing well until earlier today when you and i started communicating about the information which we are going to be discussing later related to certain injuries sustained by certain players right right which means that you know the uh, galaxy's game against vancouver this weekend will look very different in terms of roster than it, um, it has previously. It, it should, but before we even get to anything, um, a guy who we've had on the show very a, a bunch of times. He's he's one of the the best guys, hardest worker, working man in soccer. I don't, I Dunny. I can't even tell everybody what networks you work for anymore because there's like thirty of them. <laughs> And so Brian Dunseth is going to join us. Uh, I, I, we were trying to work it out so it happened beforehand, but we have him live on the show right now. So Dunny, how are things? I appreciate it. I, I tried to uh, crash your opening music uh, a few minutes ago when I got in the car, and then I realized I called you too early, so I apologize for kind of chiming in. No worry. Everybody just thinks I screwed up the intro, so they're, they're fine with that. No <laughs> problems. So, so Dunny, I wanted to get your, your impression. Obviously, you know, your most high, highest profile uh, position now is in charge of instant replay, um, where I yell at you probably every weekend from my office like most people do. Um, just just want to know, how would you get that gig, and are you, are you enjoying it or are you hating it? Yeah, my, my Twitter feed doesn't like it. Uh, I know I always say, like, rest in peace my mentions for the next 48 hours. Right. Uh, because if, if I make a call that isn't agreeable to one team's fan base, holy moly. Uh, I, 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 now, I now know what I can do with my head in terms of other body parts. Uh, that's very clear and evident <laughs> at this point. Yeah, um, I, I would imagine yeah, so. No, it, yeah, it all started, uh, I got an email from Simon and, and uh, Mike Milberger and after uh, over at MLS, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of trying to adjust some stuff, and I'd always shown a lot of interest in the idea and the product. I, I think it's something that's been sorely missing for the fans, uh, because quite frankly, I think all of us wake up in the morning and we turn on Bundesliga, we turn on English Premier League, and we see a certain style of refereeing that is uh, sometimes drastically different than what we see here in Major League Soccer. Yes. Uh, and, and the conversations I've always had is, 
You know, we, we, we see a disciplinary committee report that is a very retroactive approach to punishing players, yet none of us really know what happens with the referees. Um, and while that still is the case in a lot of ways, um, you know, for me, the opportunity to explain a little bit deeper, uh, not just the individual foul or non-foul, uh, but it's putting a little bit more layers into the equation uh, so the fans can kind of understand what's going into the buildup of this play. Uh, you know, perfect example, uh, Gershon Kofi's tackle on Tommy McNamara. Uh, you know, if you just look at the tackle itself, you can argue both ways, but if you understand that it started with a long ball and Kofi brings the ball down and Poku comes across him and bumps him and then handles the ball and it's a no call by the referee, which leads to, you know, Gershon Kofi going in on a strong challenge because he felt like, you know, that call should have been made, wasn't made. Uh, you know, it's an opportunity to layer the equation a little bit more. Right. Uh, but it's tough shoes to follow uh, because Simon's going to be rambunctious. He's going to start screaming. Right. That's a red car. You get one. He gets one. <laughs> Everybody gets one. Right. Uh, and that's not how I want to go about my version of instant replay. Right. I was going um, to so, say you're doing a pretty good Simon Borg impression, though. I mean, that wasn't bad. You get a red okay, card. No. Yeah. So, so very good. You. Yes. But no, it, it's different, yes, and I've seen it, definitely. Fun. Sorry, yeah, it, it's just, it's been fun. It's, it's been a fun thing to be involved with. Uh, it's fun to kind of keep an eye and, and listen to the fan base perception. Uh, and it is really fascinating to see how many people don't know the rules uh, <laughs> in, in the big scheme of things. So it's an opportunity in my ongoing conversations with with the head of pro, with current referees, with former referees. Um, you know, because you put 20 guys in a room and you say, is this a red, is it not a red? And sometimes half the room, you know, agrees and half the room disagrees. Right. Um, but so it's trying to help fans understand what the mandates are, uh, what's trying to come down from pro, from IFAB, uh, you know, how, how this all works. Because I, right. I think it's been a big gray area for a long time for, for a pretty educated fan base here in the United States. Well, you talk about the MLS Disciplinary Committee and, of course, uh, going to affect the L.A. Galaxy versus Vancouver game uh, as, uh, as Kudo for Vancouver is now suspended, has been retroactively suspended for uh, simulation and embellishment in the 22nd minute of the Whitecap FC's match against the Houston Dynamo on March 26th. Of course, this was a, a, an embellishment that ended up in a penalty kick and ended up giving Vancouver the, uh, the, the win. So, um, so uh, like you said, MLS Committee... Uh, disciplinary committee coming into this LA Galaxy game a little bit here um, and having a sort of a face on that. So that's that's sort of the wrap up. I want to switch and talk about the LA Galaxy and what you've seen from an outside perspective and what it means for you know the the LA Galaxy with Robbie Keane now uh, announced that he's out four to six weeks with uh, with his knee surgery that he just had. He was the first one to uh, Instagram it by the way, which was uh, fun. Um, so what do you see from this LA Galaxy team that has won two games um, but hasn't looked very good? Uh, I would say it's, uh, it's in motion. Um, and I think as Bruce has taught this fan base, I know you and I talk about it virtually every year, uh, all of the beginning of the season just doesn't matter uh, because LA is going to put together a run and everything will come back together and everything will be fine. Um, I think, listen, it's devastating to lose Robbie because right. Robbie – for my money, is the best designated player that the league has ever signed um, for the product on the field. Um, but I think what this also does, to be quite honest and frank, is I think this this uh, calms down some of the selection headaches for Bruce Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I think from my perspective, you've got a lot of similar players uh, playing in a bunch of roles that aren't necessarily their strengths, aren't necessarily their weaknesses. Um, and I, I've kind of likened it to the partnership of Obafemi Warrington and, and Clint Dempsey up in Seattle for the last couple of years. Okay. There, there is really no system when it came to Obafemi and, and Clint. They just played. It's almost as if it was a, a riff session. It was a jam session. And these guys were just going to go out, mess around, and, hey guys, do you guys underneath us? Just kind of show up in dangerous spots, and we'll figure out ways to get to the ball. Right. I think that's kind of what I see from L.A. this year. Uh, with Jossie, with Gio, with Boateng, uh, you know, who, who's playing? Is, is Mike McGee right now the best partner for Robbie Keane? And my answer would be absolutely he is. Right. Uh, but then who plays underneath them? Right. Uh, 
you know, is Steven Gerrard in his best position at his age alongside Nigel De Jong instead of advanced in front of Nigel De Jong? Uh, or is it just a kind of systematic balance between the two players? Uh, I, I'm not sure that the group ultimately knows right. what its strengths are. I, I know it's a bunch of damn good players on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of how can we as a fan base or how can we as a media identify a number, a shape, a formation, an identity outside of, hey, these are damn good players and we're just going to throw them on the field and they're going to rip and they're going to figure it out. Uh, I think for me, that's where I'm at right now if I'm trying to describe the LA Galaxy. But I think as the games go along, as, as the schedule gets more difficult, um, everyone will start to figure it out and uh, all fears will be calm. Talking with uh, Brian Dunseth, the busiest man in soccer. I've self-proclaimed him that, but other people have too as well, so I feel like that's the best uh, <laughs> title for him, as you can find him all over the place on all the different uh, soccer outlets, whether it's uh, Fox or uh, doing stuff at Real Salt Lake or, or anywhere else in between on uh, Counter-Strike on Sirius XMFC. Um, all those places you can find Dunny on a regular occasion, so check him out there, um, at Brian Dunseth on Twitter. Dunny, do you think that you talked about the riff, and you sort of said, you know, Obafemi Martins and, and Clint Dempsey, and that makes a lot of sense to me. Do you think that the LA Galaxy had that with Landon? and Donovan and Robbie Keane whenever they were together and that because they're missing sort of two like minds or or at least guys that were really comfortable with each other that's been some of the struggles you've seen with the offense? Uh, yes, but I would also layer the Landon effect um, with Giassi, with Marcelo Sarvas, uh, with Janino. Right. Um, and, and I think the reality, even though a lot of the pieces look still very similar, for LA Galaxy, um, it's drastically different. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean the player personnel is drastically different. Um, and I think you started to get that hint last year with Sarvas going to Colorado um, because he was kind of this weird hybrid of a central midfielder that could play the final ball that wanted to attack, but he had a great relationship with Janino. Um, you know, I, I, I think it just takes time. Um, right. And, you know, listen, you, you can always go back to, say, the, the English national team argument. Why couldn't Frank Lampard and Steven Gerrard play next to each other and be successful right. uh, when they're two of the best you know, central midfielders in, in the history of the English game? Um, and no one could ever figure that out, uh, at least aesthetically. Um, so I, I think it just takes time. Um, I think it takes um, – it, Bruce is, and, and all the guys will, will figure out a way to communicate what they want from this group of players and, Again, listen, Bruce is going to sit back, he's going to cross his arms, and he's going to do his Bruce impressions, and we're all going to laugh, and right. it'll be fantastic. And, <laughs> uh, and and these guys will step on the field, and ultimately he'll say it's 11 versus 11. Uh, and that's how it's whoever scores more goals, and it's whoever gives, in less, or gives up less goals. And, and that's the simplicity of Bruce Arena coaching at its finest. I was I was going to say that is a perfect Bruce. I, we I, we want to play a game eventually. It's like you know who said this quote or or is this quote real something like that? And that's one of those perfect. It's eleven players versus eleven players for Bruce Arena. There are no formations or anything else as far as yeah. you know. That's just where they start. That's not where they finish, as Bruce would say. Um, so so that's great. What do you think of Vancouver? Um, want to get just you know your real brief overview on on what you've seen from them. Obviously, uh, getting rescued here by the referees. It looks like at, at in these last couple games. Um, um, what have you seen from them? Uh, should the LA Galaxy be worried? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Carl Robinson and what he's done in a short amount of time. Um, I think he's brought a philosophy and an identity to this group. Um, but I also think it's a it's a team that's very much in flux and transition as well. Um, you know, uh, I think what what I've seen from you know the growth of identifying young players. Um, and Tim Parker is the next example of a young player coming through and, and having a huge influence, um, to continuing to see what Kikutamane, how he develops, um, you know, what we're seeing from Christian Teixeira. Uh, Pedro Morales is already established. Um, you know, Matias Lava already established. Um, adding Masato Kudo to the mix, what does that look like ultimately? Um, but I, I think there, it's a tough it's a tough environment to play at in BC place, mm-hmm. not because of the crowd, but because of the artificial surface. Right. Um, and, and I think historically, um, when Carl Robinson, this last two couple of years, he's been in charge. Uh, he's, he's, he's got a team, man. He, he's got a system. Um, he's got an identity. He, he's got a group of players that will fight to the death. Um, and, and they'll, they'll, they'll make it really, really difficult to break down, uh, their type of team. So, 
Um, it's not going to be an easy game whatsoever, but it, it should prove. And I think I saw something. They opened up the lower bowl completely. Um, so I, I would imagine that the L.A. Stars are, are bringing in uh, quite a few new eyes to uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps soccer team. Yeah, very good. Well, all right, Dunny. Well, I'm going to let you go. Where where can we find you um, this weekend on any of our TVs or on our phones or on the radio so far? Uh, yeah, we're we're gonna. So Real Salt Lake will be on the road at Sporting Kansas City, and uh, um, well, I got a little bit of news breaking. You know, you talk about all the places, Bumpy Pitch, the original, all the stuff that we're doing with 90 Plus and Ben Hooper, my partner and I. Uh, we're starting a subscription box, the first subscription box for soccer Ooh. ever. Uh, and it's going to be available starting next week. Uh, we got an unbelievable collaboration with American Outlaws, a bunch of really, really cool stuff. So all of that information, the Terrace Club, is going to start uh, on Monday. Awesome. Everyone can keep an eye out on that. Awesome. All right. You, you send me the info. I'll make sure I talk about it some more. But that is, uh, that is awesome. Great news. Uh, of course, we're 100% behind it. Uh, I have all of my Bumpy Pitch shirts hanging in my closet uh, in the bumpy pitch <laughs> shirt section. So, um, you know, those are for special occasions, though, so I don't use them all the time. Dunny, thanks for stopping by. We certainly appreciate it, and I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you throughout the season. Yeah, as always, man. Anytime. I love being a part of the show. Thanks, man. All right, thanks. All right, uh, there's Brian Dunseth joining the, uh, joining the show as well. Some, some great stuff from Dunny there. He's a great guy and, uh, and always enjoy having him on as we're working through some technical difficulties with some bounce backs and everything else that's in between. Wendy, are you still there? Did we lose you? I'm right here. I was a very interesting interview. Good job, Josh. Thank you. Thank you. I try on, on occasion. All right. So Brian Dunseth says, you know, hey, look at Vancouver. They're doing great. Uh, you know, he thinks the LA Galaxy can probably survive through this Robbie Keane thing a little bit here. But I mean, <clears throat> you know, we have to start back in a bye week. And whenever it's a bye week, that means that there's no senior team game, so we don't get to talk about that. But what it did allow me to do, Wendy, is catch two LA Galaxy 2 games in which I was very impressed for both of those games. The LA Galaxy opened up against Arizona United SC uh, last Saturday at StubHub Center, the main, main uh, stadium there. Uh, LA Galaxy 2 ended up winning that game uh, fairly easily, winning it uh, 2 to nothing. Um, two goals from Ari Lasseter, um, you know, just, just some really good stuff from Ari. If you're, if you're looking at a player who's up and coming, who signed with the senior team, but is on loan down with LA Galaxy two for these games, you start with Ari Lasseter and, uh, you probably next moved to Jack McBean. And between these two games, you had two goals from Ari Lasseter. You had two goals from Jack McBean, uh, a two nothing win over Arizona United SC and a three nothing win over St. Louis for LA Galaxy two. Um, some of these guys are just great, and I love seeing uh, Ari Lasseter really getting excited. Yeah, Ariel Lasseter, the gold puppy, uh, <laughs> opening with embrace for his first game for Los Dos this season. And I, I mean, regardless of what's happening with the senior team, I think LA Galaxy fans can take heart from the fact that the kids are playing great. Yeah, they are. They, yeah, they and are. also we saw um, the first game from Denzel Slager. Remember him? Yep, yep. Last from OC Blues. Yes, in the uh, Los Dos playoffs game against Orange County last season, when I turned around, I said to you, uh, Josh, look at this guy, Denzel Slager. Yep. Los Dos should sign him. Yep. And lo and behold, look what happened. See, this is, this is proof, further proof of that- my theory that even if no one in the Galaxy front office actually listens to this show, they, they still absorb us by, through osmosis. They the- absorb our commentary. Wh- what do you mean nobody listens? Of course, Bruce <laughs> Arena, every time we release a show oh, on Friday morning, Bruce, it's... Yeah, Bruce is downloading that. He's yeah. just... Refresh, refresh, refresh. He's just buffering, buffering, waiting to get Corner of the Galaxy podcast. Him, him and your good friend uh, Jurgen Klinsman. You know your but, oh. your buddy Jurgen and and Bruce. They sit together in a in a studio and they listen to on speakers. They love it. It's great. So anyway, yes. Uh, all joking aside, uh, Slager extremely fast. He needs to learn some skill on the ball. But I mm-hmm. think if he does that and if Lostos use him correctly, which is to lead him into open space and just let him run. Um, and I know that you are loving Jack McBean's game, right? You uh, are. I'm, I, can, I'm I all know over you it. love some Jack McBean and I, how he works hard, plays both sides, and covers a lot of ground during games. He's he's McBeast, is what he is. He's McBeast right now. He had nine. I, I keep saying it. I'll keep just banging this into everybody's head. He had nine preseason goals, nine preseason goals, and he just scored two. One off a set piece that was just. It's the only word to describe it would be sexy. All right, it was it was a dripping wet ball that slipped around the wall and through. Oh God, it just it got me it got me excited, Wendy. It, quite honestly, between I you and me, I don't know. 
we might be going into too much information territory, Josh. I'm, I don't know how excited I want to hear about you getting I'm just saying, this, 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 is a, this is a young man who's 21 years old. Obviously, you know the story. He signed with the LA Galaxy as a yes. homegrown player at age 16. He's now five years in the system. He got a bunch of time with LA Galaxy 2 last year, really developed, was the MVP of LA Galaxy 2, had nine goals in the preseason. Again, I'll keep going. Nine goals in the preseason and scoring two. He's, he looks like a... A, a, a man playing against boys. That's what he looks like. It's just, it's not even fair. There are people who are trying to tackle him, like football tackle with their arms and wrap around, and he just like brushes them aside. And he's the captain this year. Captain. Captain at LA Galaxy 2, Captain Jack McBean. He was great. Um, outstanding game uh, in this midweek game. He also played really well in the, uh, in the first game where Lester had two goals. Uh, Jack did a lot of the work. Um, actually, I have some stuff. I have some post-game audio that I want to get to. Um, from um, Ari Lasser uh, talking about this game and from Cardinalfo. So let's hear uh, about Ari Lasser talking about the chemistry between him and Jack McBean and how it's evolved. Um, you know, I think we, Jack and I, just have really good chemistry. And, and going back, you know, I played all year last year with the second team. So um, I don't think that chemistry has really gone away. Um, and they know where to find me and they know when I want the ball and where I want it. So, um, just that chemistry just was able to get me those opportunities in front of the net. And here's Ari Lasseter talking about how he played on the night. Um, I felt pretty good. You know, I always want to get on the field and score goals. And um, that's, what I, that's what I ended up doing. Um, the team did very well throughout the 90 minutes. And unlucky with the, with the red card there early in the second half. But, you know, we got the job done. And it was a real team effort all the way to the end. All right, so there's uh, Ari Lasseter on the game. This is from the Saturday night game where Ari scored two goals. It should be noted, Wendy, if you're taking notes, uh, that Ari Lasseter uh, did not play and did not dress for LA Galaxy 2 on Wednesday night, their game against St. Louis FC, where Bean scored the two goals. Uh, you know what that means. You, well, it, it means, I believe, this. if we're putting it, I've heard no injury concerns. If we're reading tea leaves. If we're, if we're predicting the future, that I would guess that uh, Ari Lasseter is going to be traveling with the senior team up to Vancouver. I don't know if he plays. I don't know if that's gone that far yet, but I think he's definitely going to be on the bench for the Vancouver game or at least travel up there. Um, um, because quite honestly, with the injuries the LA Galaxy have suffered and with some of the question marks <laughs> regarding some of the people who are supposed to be replacing that injured person or at least uh, complimenting that injured person, uh, Ari Lasseter could be a great one. If, if you're looking at people to keep an eye on for the LA Galaxy 2, you start with um, Jack McBean and Ari Lasseter. Ari is signed to the senior team, so having him play in uh, with the senior team is easy. Uh, Jack McBean a little bit harder, although I believe that the LA Galaxy still have a roster spot open, so I believe they could move Jack McBean up into that roster spot if they wanted to do that. So um, just just some exciting times for some LA Galaxy 2 players. Yes, and I, I, I would note that also Los Dos, I believe that in the last 18-man game day roster, nine LA Galaxy Academy products were featured. So Oscar Sorto, Nathan Smith, Alejandro Covarrubias, Bradford Jameson IV, Adonis Amaya, Bennett Snedden, Jaime Villarreal, Nathan Zubak, and Jack McBean all there for Los Dos. So the LA Galaxy Academy is doing its job producing players who can compete at a professional level. Integration. It's all about integration. It's about having the it's academy players. It's that pipeline players. that Bruce has been talking about. Pump, pump it full because it's, uh, it's, it's about academy players playing up at LA Galaxy 2. It's, a, it's at about LA Galaxy 2 guys training up with the senior team. It's about all, everybody training with everybody. And uh, doing all that means that the LA Galaxy um, look like they have a pipeline of some real success here for, uh, for the LA Galaxy 2 to come. I want to get to Kurt Anolfo and just his thoughts because I like to hear from Kurt always. This is a long cut, but it's going to take you through the whole game. And Curtin Awful says uh, says the word crap, so it's always a good time to to hear it. So here is Curtin Awful on the game uh, with the first game versus Arizona United SC. We I thought we played a, we started the game well, put them on a, under a lot of pressure. We were at, we had a very fast team on the field. I thought they fouled the crap out of us, um, you know, and and uh, we you know put ourselves up two zero. I would have liked to try to get the third because I think we could have um, just made it a little easier on ourselves. But inevitably, when you have young players, um, it's never easy. Uh, <clears throat> but I thought there was some really some good soccer in the first half. And then the second half, you knew they were going to come out with more energy because they're pissed off. They're down 2-0, and they kind of, uh, you know, we had the better of them the first half. And to their credit, they scratched back in. I thought we were lack some concentration, and 
a little bit of the momentum went to them, went to them, and then obviously with the red card now, it's it's a total different animal. Now you just got to defend, get in your blocks, and look to counter. And I thought I thought our guys showed um, a little maturity there. Uh, we could have done a little better with moving the ball. Um, the guys coming off the bench I thought helped. So overall, I was pleased with the f- first performance. All right, there's uh, head coach for LA Galaxy 2, Kurt Analfo, assistant coach for the LA Galaxy. Uh, great guy, love having Kurt. He was on the show uh, two shows previous where we did this LA Galaxy 2 preview. Uh, also go to cornerofthegalaxy.com where Adam Serrano and I talk about this integration of the academy, of LA Galaxy 2, of LA Galaxy, and sort of uh, wrap it around is, is it time for the LA Galaxy sort of to go young? Is it time to bring up some of these guys like Ari Lasseter, like Jack McBean, um, you know, uh, like Bradford Jamison IV, uh, Oscar Sorto, who can't stop getting red cards poor oscar well i don't i mean (laughs) if the question is should the la galaxy get young i would say it would not be possible for the la galaxy to get any older than it already is oh yeah wait a year and then everybody gets older (laughs) that's how everybody yeah it could happen don't 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 challenge bruce Bruce. i was gonna say jürgen klinsman might suit up you never know he used to play yeah it could happen listen i bet jürgen klinsman could probably still suit up and play for mls that's that's exactly how see i'm sure he'd think so that's for sure um so anyway so that's uh that's sort of what happened on la galaxy 2 um like i said two wins to start the season uh two shutouts diop in goal who was also an la galaxy player on loan down with la galaxy 2 um didn't have to do much although more in the second game LA Galaxy 2 come out with uh, two consecutive wins. Now have scored five goals, given up zero. All right, so... Well done, kids. Good job. Good, well done. Good job. Good job, young guys. Um, you know, keeping it real. So what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and take a, uh, a quick break. And whenever we get back, uh, we're going to be talking about injuries. We're going to be going over LA Galaxy news, and we're going to be previewing that Vancouver game. Vancouver on Saturday, big game for the LA Galaxy as they go on the road up to Vancouver. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Recording from deep within Landon Donovan's secret Cambodian lair, it's Corner of the Galaxy. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh, Wendy, with you once again. It's a happy day here in Corner of the Galaxy Studios because there's soccer this weekend, senior team soccer. We're happy, we're excited. Great to have Brian Dunseth on. Of course, you're listening to Back Pocket Memory. Go to iTunes, download their newest album, Victory and Empire. Great stuff. I'm going to drag Wendy to one of their live shows coming up soon, too, so that's going to happen. I love a good concert. Yes. Who doesn't? It's, it's a good time. Um, all right. So we get uh, we get through all that, little all the little hiccups we made in the, in the first segment. Uh, we've somehow survived that. I would like to say that in wake of the U.S. Women's National Team lawsuit on equal pay, if any of you are wondering whether or not uh, Wendy gets paid less than me, for this show, um, we, we get, get paid exactly the same. Exactly the same. There is total parity in terms of what we get paid. We we are we are equal opportunity here at Corner of the Galaxy. Everybody gets nothing, and everybody's happy with it. If not, then wh- whatever it is. It was a nice long setup for that joke. I enjoyed it. It may have taken a minute for everybody, and it's wasted everybody's time. But that's okay because it got me in a nice happy mood. All right. Let's get on to the LA Galaxy news and some special announcements first. I want to talk about redcardevents.com. Um, they are a, uh, a, a group that's putting together large groups of LA Galaxy fans. Uh, $35 per ticket gets you uh, a two-hour pregame mini-style soccer skills and tournament. Uh, you get a private tailgate, and you get game tickets on the east sideline. This is, of course, coming up for the Portland game. Go to uh, redcardevents.com. This is great for coaches or people who'd like to bring a large group. So this is more like large group stuff. If you are a coach and you have a bunch of kids you want to bring, 
$35 gets you a ticket into the game and all that two-hour pregame mini-style soccer skills tournament, private tailgate, all that stuff. So go to redcardevents.com. Portions of the proceeds going to Scova Food Bank on this one so uh, you can help out a good cause while going to LA Galaxy game and getting your tailgate on. That's not always so bad. Uh, let's move on now to LA Galaxy team news. Ooh, lots of fun. Let's talk about controversial things first. I don't know why, but that's the most fun because I love it when people overreact to things, Wendy. LA Galaxy and StubHub Center, including AEG, have entered in a sponsorship deal with DraftKings. And for some reason, some people are absolutely upset about this. Well, I can give you a little bit of background as to why they might be upset. Uh, DraftKings and FanDuel, I believe the New York Attorney General's Office, which... Uh, full disclosure, I actually once was employed by the New York Attorney General's office. So you're biased. Um, <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> is bringing legal action um, against uh, DraftKings and I think maybe FanDuel right. um, uh, for their business practices, uh, which doesn't mean that anyone is going to stop their sponsorship deals with them because as if you uh, have been following DraftKings, um, the, the, the deals that... Uh, networks and teams have entered into with them are incredibly lucrative. Give me the money. That's what I say. <laughs> Give me the money. This is this is a little different than like the Chick-fil-A one because I feel like Chick-fil-A is fully using the LA Galaxy's good PR to make them look better. This isn't DraftKings doing that. This isn't them going in with LA Galaxy to make themselves. This is making themselves more money. Um, ultimately, they see value in that, and that's fine. Listen, if you think you go on DraftKings and that you're going to win a million dollars, then you're an idiot, okay? I don't know how else to tell it to you. Uh, it's basically a betting site, all right? That's what it is, and you're, you're basically throwing your money away. But have fun. Enjoy it. I think there's some entertainment value, just like there is in any gambling. But it's not like, you know, they say they're skill-based, and this is sort of where yeah. the whole argument is that it's skill-based. Listen, most people ain't got those skills. All right. I, I'm just. Yes, it's very interesting because if it, something is skill based, then it is not gambling. If it is not skill based, then it is gambling. And if it's gambling, then it's, you know, prohibited. Yeah, 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 that's a whole nother argument, by the way. I could care less if people want to go ahead and pour their money into DraftKings. That's why I don't care about this. This this means nothing except for the fact that they gave the LA Galaxy money. And like I said, it all spends the same. It's still green. So I'm happy with that. OK, are you good? I'm good. OK, good. You're going to go start your DraftKings fantasy team now? never no. going to do fantasy yeah. sports. Yeah. I've been asked to join different sports teams, and I tell people, I live in a fantasy world enough. <laughs> I, I mean, I need to try and get myself more into reality, less did, into fantasy. Did you hear the humble brag in there? People ask me to join stuff all the time. No, oh, I have so on. many friends. Oh, my God. It's so hard. All right. Uh, the <laughs> I L- have a lot of imaginary friends, I think <laughs> is what I'm suggesting. <laughs> that very well could be the case. You never know. Uh, fourth annual LA Galaxy 5K and Cosmo Family Fun Run set for Sunday, June 5th. Corner of the Galaxy is putting together a team. What does that mean? It means you sign up, and then when you see me there, you can say hi, and then we'll run. Maybe I'll get stickers or something. I don't know. We'll figure something out. But I want to run or walk or whatever you want to do, and I want to watch Cosmo cheat at it again and then yell at him for it because he's a cheating alien, quite honestly. Um, and so this is a great way to do it. $40 per person per person pre-register closes on May 27th. If you walk up, it's $50. First 750 listen, oh, there's there's not probably going to be more than 750 people there, so I wouldn't worry about this too much. But first 750 people to finish get a medal. Uh, you get a professional race photo taken before the game. You get a free ticket to LA Galaxy 2 match versus the Tulsa Roughnecks on Friday, June 24th. Uh, the race course goes throughout StubHub Center, ending inside the stadium with the finish line shown on Galaxy TV. So if you've never seen yourself exhausted, close to vomiting on a giant TV screen, this is your chance. I certainly appreciate it if you'd come out. But please email me, cornerofthegalaxy at gmail.com, and I'll keep you up to date, and we'll figure something out to do, and we'll all go run together, and it'll be a great time. All right? Wendy says that she's going to run. Maybe. I am maybe. Well, Shandrima, okay. Because we, we were talking about doing a COG team. We're going to get a COG team together. Right. Can we and call Shandrima it says she's in. Okay. But Chandrima's like a really good runner. Oh, yeah. So, so kinda, for yeah. folks like you and I, because I actually am very athletic. I love dancing. I do yoga. I do all these different things. Running is something that I do, but I am not good at. And so maybe you and I, Josh, we could kind of like hang back and sort of jog our way in. This is not this is not a leisurely stroll. I'm out there to break dreams. And- <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of like the Nigel DeYoung of 5Ks. If you're in my way, I'll just break your leg. I mean, that's sort of how it is. I get super, super competitive. But regardless, we will be you out run there. like a lawnmower. Yeah, pretty much. I, I could do it. I'll just run people down. Yeah, I'm not running anybody down. I always start too fast, nearly hyperventilate, and then like have to reel it back in for like the last two miles. It's only a 3.2-mile race, so you can figure out how that goes. All right. LA Galaxy schedule, obviously, coming up April 2nd on this Saturday, LA Galaxy at Vancouver. 
Great, fun, lots of good time things. Home game, Sunday, April 10th versus the Portland Timbers. Everybody's going to want to be at that one because that is a big deal game for the LA Galaxy defending uh, MLS Cup champs. Portland Timbers come in, broadcast on Fox, Fox, Fox Sports 1, so you're going to want to be there for that. Uh, Friday, April 15th, the LA Galaxy travel away to Houston. Uh, probably better to go to Houston in April than it is in August, so I haven't looked at the August schedule, so hopefully Houston's not on there during August, but uh, that'll, that'll be good if the LA Galaxy can get in there. Uh, Real Salt Lake hosted at home April 23rd, and then the very first game in May, Sunday, May 1st, playing at Sporting Kansas City. If you want to go on a road trip, that's the one to go to Sporting Kansas City. Um, and their stadium there is absolutely amazing. So that's where, Wendy, any ch- any problems with Vancouver, Portland, Houston, Real Salt Lake, or Sporting Kansas City? There's some good teams in there. There's some really good teams in there. Kansas City started off well this year. And that is a fabulous, I mean, if anyone ever go, wants to go to an away game, Kansas City has maybe, I mean, up with Portland, maybe some of the best atmosphere in MLS. Yeah, yeah. It's their stadium. Beautiful stadium. Absolutely uh, wonderful. I really wanted to go. I'm not going to be able to, but I really wanted to go to that one, so I'm kind of disappointed. But nonetheless, that first game in May, I wanted to sort of keep your eyes pointed down the road so you can understand what to expect from the LA Galaxy as they sort of get ready to, uh, to rock and roll. And somebody on Periscope says they have serious barbecue. You know what else they have, Wendy? What? They have the world's or, or the tallest water slide in the United States. I'm almost going to regret asking this question, but how do you know that? Because it was like a fun fact. It's like Kansas City has the tallest water slide in the United States. How can you not know that? That's like have something. You I haven't been on it. You Have you been up there? No. No, I've okay. never been to Kansas City, but okay. I, I want to go. And it's in May. I'm hoping that it's warm enough that the world, that the, I think it's the, the tallest water slide in the United States. I'm sure there's one like in some Amazon jungle that's like 400 feet tall and down the side of a Mayan pyramid, even though okay, those things so don't match together. you can go for together. the water slide and I will go for the barbecue. That sounds like a great idea. Don't have the barbecue before you go on the water slide. Remember, always wait an hour uh, to go in the pool after you're done That's eating. an old wives' tale. It, whatever. It works. That's why <laughs> it's an old wives' tale. All right, let's get to injuries. This is the non-fun part. You all knew it was coming up, um, so it's not a surprise. If you've been on cornerofthegalaxy.com, you've seen that I wrote an article about Robbie Keane having knee surgery. He was the first one to, uh, to alert everybody to his knee surgery, by the way, uh, on Instagram. In fact, he posted the same picture twice, one because he spelled Ireland wrong in the first one, and the second one to remind people that he was way out of it still. So I have, I have an idea that, that perhaps Robbie Keane is, is maybe um, you know Instagramming while a little bit, um, let's see, stoned. I think I think it's the correct. Well, no word. one, no one is spells well under anesthetic. Right, right. No, I I get it. I'm just it's just it's just interesting. I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, Robbie Keane on Instagram finally, and he goes out there and you know he's he's a little tipsy. This should be a warning to everybody. Don't you know drink and Instagram or Twitter. I mean, there's there or receive happen. surgery and Instagram. <laughs> anyway, Robbie Keane out four to six weeks. Um, this was something that. Was, I think it was overlooked, and I, and I blame myself for it. Um, Ireland manager Martin O'Neill said, um, as Robbie Keane was dismissed without having really trained and didn't play in either of the friendlies uh, that he was scheduled to play in for the Irish national team, uh, said that it might have been a little bit of a knock, and of course when that's not going away med- immediately, then you start getting a bit of a concern. He feels as if he might just get it scoped and have a little look around to see what it is. Oh, no big deal. I just stick a stick a rod in your knee to see what's going on. So Robbie Keane out four to six weeks. And quite honestly, uh, Wendy, I think that uh, you're going to find that it's going to be closer to the six weeks than the four weeks because Robbie Keane is not a youngster anymore. And I don't think you can expect him back in four weeks. That's so Irish that they were just like, oh, I'll stick a, stick a rod and see if it's all right, you know? Yeah, and, no, I mean, no it's just that's a very Irish response to someone having a knee injury. It, but I think you're correct uh, from what I understand, uh, arthroscopic, arthroscopic surgery is um, not something that you recover from particularly quickly. And although Robbie is a professional athlete, I would say that you could expect maybe eight weeks or maybe yeah, may- even longer. Maybe It's unknown, so we'll have to keep an eye on it. Uh, the other problem that you have is Steven Gerrard is not going to play in this Vancouver game. Uh, he has a left calf injury and basically has been ruled out for Vancouver. Doubt he'll travel, and of course, even if he was there, it's not like he's going to play on the turf with a, you know, a calf injury. However... It does look like the LA Galaxy are going to get back Giovanni Dos Santos, who had a right adductor injury. Uh, He's back to full training and is expected to be available for Vancouver. I don't know what his fitness is. So if you're worried about, uh, you know, him starting, I don't know that I would be 100% behind him starting. Uh, He may get some time in the second half. So it's sort of it's going to look at some of the different lineup 
choices that we have as we look forward to who's actually available. Other players who have been injured, Jose Villarreal played in the LA Galaxy 2 game, came on in the 56th minute, played about 35 minutes in that game, looked okay. I would say that due to his lack of match fitness, Wendy, I wouldn't expect for him to travel up to Vancouver, but he could. Never know. He's a young kid, so um, they might do that. Uh, Raul Mendiola, this was one I hadn't heard of. Oh, this one's awful. ACL expected out eight weeks. Uh, he's probably no, and once again, and I'm sorry, anterior cruciate ligament injury usually takes longer than eight weeks to recover. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. So apparently, about five weeks into that, or about three weeks into that, so about five weeks remaining, we'll see how that goes. That's at least the rumor that I've heard out there. None of that is confirmed, so just hang in there. But he's not playing, so I would expect him still to be out for a little while. Jeff Laurentowitz, on the other hand, is back to full training. He had the hernia surgery in the off season, so that is good news for the LA Galaxy. If you're looking for Big Red to come back, Jeff Laurentowitz back to full training. Don't know if he'll be available for Vancouver. I would doubt it. Only about a week into basically what is his preseason. Um, Plus, we still have Nigel DeYoung, right? Nigel DeYoung, still fine. He seems like he's okay. There's no issues. AJ Delagarza, who was injured, I would expect him to be available for this game. Um, you know, Alan Gordon, who was injured at one point, I expect him to be available for this game. Leonardo probably still out, although I don't know that you're really worried about that. Um, I'm trying to think of, you know, Dan Kennedy's still out, so Brian Rowe in goal. I don't think anybody's really worried about that, to be honest. No, I don't think anyone. Yeah, I, I think they were. Just as much of a difference. Brian Rowe does a great job. I think that's a, that's a testament to Brian Rowe and what he's yeah, able to do. Yeah, he's been really solid for us coming up, like when Jaime Pinedo is out. When Dan Kennedy's out, he's he's stepped in for us for like he's been with us for like three years. Yeah, yeah. Brian Rowe, you know, he's sort of. And by the way, he looks like a Jonas brother, and he was in a photo shoot with a Victoria's Secret model. He's kind of my idol. I mean, when you think about all the things that he has going for him, dead sexy, gets to be in a photo shoot with a Victoria's Secret model. I don't know how. Plays else. for the LA Galaxy. Plays for the LA Galaxy. He's a goalkeeper. He even gets to wear like sweet looking kits. I mean, there's there's a lot of things to like about Brian Rowe. And he's uh, he's pretty good. All right. Now we look and we go towards the game in Vancouver. If you want to call in, by the way, and I haven't done this and I apologize. If you want to call in 949-734-4217, 949-734-4217, go ahead and hit us on the phone right now. We want to talk about anything you want to talk about. Plus, I want to throw this out there. Who do you start in place of Robbie Keane uh, whenever the Alley Galaxy travel up to Vancouver on Saturday? So we're expecting your calls. I need your calls. Um, we need some we need some some interaction here. So get on that right away. Well, uh, I have a question, which is Giassi's artist who's coming back from two national team appearances during uh-huh. that. Uh, woo. Ugly games against Guatemala. The um, second one wasn't ugly. The first yeah, one was ugly. First one was ugly. Um, is he going to play? Because having played two games in the past week is it does. Don't you think that it's more likely that the front office will want to rest him? No. He's young. Bruce, Bruce is not going to be afraid to do that, to be honest with you. I, I think that Jossi will come back. He'll get rested. And quite honestly, I think the LA Galaxy are going to need him in this game because they're playing a little shorthanded. I would like to see Jossi not on the bench and actually starting. Although there's depth on this team. We've talked about it, Wendy. Plenty of depth on this there team. There is depth. There is depth. All of, all, uh, despite the fact that Robbie is out, and even if Giovanni Dos Santos is out, uh, in terms of attacking options, we got Gordo, we got Mike McGee, we got Bradford Jameson, Emmanuel Boateng, Rel- no, we don't have Earl Mendiola or, no. or Jose Villarreal. No. But, I mean, Ariel Lasseter, he's yes. going. He's traveling up to Vancouver. That's, we that's my guess. Him. Yeah, that's yes. my guess. I, I really believe that that's, that's what's going to happen. So I think you could see Ari starting up top. Um, I, I Honestly, you could see Giovanni Dos Santos and Jossi Zardes starting up top, which would actually make me really happy. Listen. Actually, I'd actually like that if it was – how about this? How about this for an attacking lineup? Okay, Giovanni Dos Santos and Zardes yes, up top. Yes. On the wings, Legette on one, okay. Emmanuel Boateng on the other. Ooh, going young and, and speedy. Okay. <laughs> or even you could put Mike McGee in playing as like a creative attacking midfielder. Right, how about old, that? old and slow. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying that we do have attacking options because it is a team that has depth. Right, right. And then Baggio Husidic, who's probably going to play in place of Steven Gerrard, and then Nigel de Jong is there as well. I mean, the interesting thing is, what happens if, you know, like a Baggio Husidic goes down right now on the bench? Who's going to slip in there? Is it going to be a Rafa Garcia? Is he going to be brought up and travel up for this game as well? I mean, he's, he's he, he could do that. So you, you know one thing that I wouldn't mind seeing is so, playing Wait, wait, Sebast- hold on. Hold on. Is, no, I'd like, I wouldn't mind seeing Sebastian Legette. Without his uh, shirt on. Oh, my God. Whew. But, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Sebastian Legette played as a central attacking midfielder. Yes. I, I think that might be interesting. If we put uh, Zardes and Giovanni Dos Santos up top as the strikers, mm-hmm. and then you could have, uh, in the Gerard role, you could have Sebastian Legette. What about that? 
Sure. I mean, you could do lots of things. Listen, I know you could do lots. It's kind of interesting that we have these injuries out because it allows your mind to sort of get creative about what we could see. Yeah, no, it does. And I think that that could be, you know, a, a real case. So if you want, I mean, here's the thing. Here, this is my Bruce philosophy that you always have to sort of keep in mind whenever you're, you're talking about Bruce or what Bruce likes to do. Okay. Um, is that he likes to, he, he's okay with changing things and he's okay with moving people around, but whenever he's trying to switch out pieces, um, the pieces he likes to switch out are like like for like. So he doesn't want to move a whole bunch of things. For instance, like if, uh, if you want to put AJ De La Garza back into, you know, the, the back line and, you know, Daniel Steris is there, then with Steris, he's only going to place AJ for Steris. He's not going to move like three pieces when he can only move one, if that makes sense. So like if for, for, uh, Robbie Keane, putting Giovanni Dos Santos into Robbie Keane's spot is easy because it's like for like and it's one for one and nothing else changes. So he can keep everything else the same. Maybe Legit starts up top and everything else remains exactly the same so you don't think that bruce is really going to get crazy you think he's just gonna make a few minor adjustments in terms of the lineup i I think that he's going to place people like for like into those positions not switch up a whole bunch of things because you you put in guys who now haven't played together that much with giovanni dos santos if you put him in there and you're changing a whole bunch of things then lots of things change all right yeah yeah i mean i guess for the purposes of maintaining good chemistry and you know familiarity in terms of communications and passing and stuff like that it makes sense for you not to throw the whole apple cart over right but sometimes when i see the roster of la galaxy players you know my mind really starts going about oh you could put this guy here and this guy there and maybe that would just you know change the whole dynamic of creativity in the midfield and everything but right yeah you're right bruce is probably not going to do that no no probably not but he could at the same time he could wipe it clean i mean you know i I love it we're giving you really definitive answers he could do this or he could do that absolutely no i think you're right i think he's probably not he's going to probably be pretty conservative especially since we're on the road we're playing on a plastic surface right you know it's it's a very vancouver's a really good team very attacking team fast team young team right so he's probably gonna be conservative all right three two three who's this Josh, what's going on? Jose. Jose, thanks for calling, buddy. How's it going? Hey, Jose. Oh, look at that, Wendy, with the shout out. <laughs> now, it, while you were on break, when you were using the restroom to uh, go take a leak, Wendy was saying a couple things, and I, I would like her to repeat what she was okay, saying. Okay, so, so that what the whole I was saying. It could be recorded on the podcast. What I was saying is. Uh, as you recall, Josh, yes. that prior to the commencement of the season, when Ashley Cole was signed to the LA Galaxy, right. and the um, hashtag things that I want, Ash- things that I want more than Ashley Cole was born, which uh-huh. was fabulous and brought us much excellent internet nonsense. Hey, hold, hold that, on, it wasn't. That the coal miners, right. Uh, of which um, I would say Jose is one of the generals. One of the founding members, I believe. One of the founding members of the coal miners launched as a um, (laughs) counterbalance to the things that I want more than Ashley Ashley Cole hashtag. And I would like to say that in light of Ashley Cole's performance uh, with the Galaxy thus far this season, that I am prepared to shamefacedly admit my own uh, prognostication ability in terms of who is going to fare well for the galaxy prior to the commencement of the season it failed miserably right, and right. that I was wrong about Ashley Cole yep. and that the coal miners were right. There, there, so, Jose, does that make you happy? I want you to know, Jose, that me personally, I was never on that things I want more than Ashley Cole uh, hashtag. listed 107th on the things I want more than Ashley Cole hashtag. <laughs> It's corner of the galaxy. So, so see, yeah. we, we never got I, behind that. I know that. you weren't. Yeah. Uh, I know you, you kind of were retweeting a couple of them, though, but I know you specifically didn't do a post with that hashtag. So oh, no, I did. I I'll loved let, it. I'll it, let it the was, retweet slide. No, no, I did. I, I loved it. It was great. I mean, that's the kind of, I like that kind of upsetness. All right, Jose, anything else you so, want to? Yes, well, Jose, I hope that now for posterity, you can keep this podcast. Just download it and listen to it every single time you want to hear me say that I was wrong. Oh, I'm going to be re-looping that over and over again. <laughs> and, All right. And, and Josh was saying that that made my day. I mean, that's probably made my entire season. Okay. Yeah, so there, there you go. That, 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 that was just a defining moment. But thanks for having me on the show. All right. Thanks, Jose. All right. Jose called. If you called and you didn't get through, call again because that's how it works. I can only take one at a time. I can't talk to a whole bunch of people. It would mess everything up. I can barely do two people at the same time. But let me get through some of this, uh, this game stuff. Uh, give you uh, where you can find the game. The game is Saturday, April 2nd 
at 7 p.m. Pacific time, Time Warner Cable Sportsnet, Time Warner Cable Deportes um, played up at BC Place. The LA Galaxy travel up to Vancouver. Vancouver, their last game was a one nothing win over the Houston Dynamo at home. Of course, I talked to Brian Dunseth about that particular penalty kick and how Vancouver had won. Vancouver uh, is interesting because... Um, they they have now won two consecutive games completely off penalty kicks, including a 2-1 win with two penalty kicks against Seattle. Uh, the really fun part starts with uh, Pedro Morales, who has scored all f- who has scored four goals and leads the team with four goals. And every single one of those four goals has been from the penalty spot as well. So I uh, wanted to get that as well. All right. We got a call from uh, from 909. 909. Who's this? Hey, guys. It's Javi here in Dallas. Hey, Javi from Dallas, buddy. How's it going? It's good to hear from you. Going well, going well. All right, what can we uh, what can we do for you today? Well, no, it, it, it is an exciting time to uh, to kind of see what uh, what Bruce is going to do. Um, there's some guys that got went down, and uh, so now uh, we can kind of see maybe he can tinker with uh, what what hasn't been working right. So so uh, I think uh, there was some talk about uh, Keen not getting good service for a couple games there. And, yes, and uh, now. Uh, you get to see some different people in that eight role and that in the ten role and and you know the John is doing great in the sixth role, so uh, so uh, maybe we see Sebastian Lejet and Ari Lasseter up top. That would be maybe fun. Maybe we see who's who's it is doing the number eight role and maybe Gio sl- slots into that ten role. What do you guys think? Yeah, you know that's see Wendy. There you go. The ten role for Gio. Would you want Gio playing that ten role? Do you think he could do it? Oh yeah, absolutely, he could do it. Would no he be, problem, would he be it, good at it? Fact, that could be that could be one of his more natural positions. See, see, here's my thing: is that I think, and and Javi, this is this is my opinion on this. I think Giovanni dos Santos plays Robbie Keane's position really well. Uh, I think that withdrawn oh. striker guy, who's uh, that number nine, um, who's sort of been able to get the ball, bring it back underneath, and then find that uh, find that striker up top or or relief valve or that type of thing. And he's younger at it, and he may have more success than Robbie Keane has had at it. And the problem with them playing next to each other is they always sort of occupied the same space. At least that's been my argument. And so without him there, I would love to see what maybe a Jossie Zardes or even a Sebastian Legette up top with uh, Giovanni dos Santos. I think that's my hope is that we get to see that just that way we can check it off and say. You know what? That didn't work. Um, but yeah. it, it's going to be interesting. What do you think of the uh, of the game versus Vancouver? Um, do you worry about the LA Galaxy when their road record? Well, I mean, you know, the travel always sucks. Um, you know, and then you, I guess that surface isn't as bad as some of the other artificial surfaces. But but uh, it, I guess it depends if you if you feel the younger team, right? Yeah. It, um, because if you if you feel the younger team, it's a faster surface. You know, you don't have to worry about some of those things uh, that you worry about with, with some of the other players. Yeah, it's gonna be, it, I think it's going to be really interesting to see. I think the lineup will dictate sort of how the LA Galaxy want to come out and do this particular game. I think it's going to be interesting. All right, Javi, I'm going to let you go. We'll talk to you soon, all right? All right, good deal. All right. Javi calling from Dallas. Always love hearing him there. All right. We talk about all the players that Vancouver has sort of had to release on international duty, and they played on the FIFA break um, mm-hmm. that was not really a FIFA break for six teams. Um, so they played, uh, again, they won, so they are now, I believe, four games into the season, where the LA Galaxy are just three games into the season. Um, they had a whole bunch of players who were out for international duty during that time. You had uh, Bolaños, you had Waston, uh, Blas Perez was with Panama, excuse me, and then you had uh, Tim Parker with the USU 23s as well. So you had all of those things that had happened uh, that were gone, and then they're going to come back in. So I think you, you know, you're you going to have to deal with uh, with Perez um, and deal with him. Uh, Tim Parker was with the USU 23s, is a really good player. It's at Waston. I mean, a lot of these guys are really good players. So we're going to see how fit they are, how ready they are to play in this uh, in this game. Uh, having the short turnaround. Same thing you had with Jossie Zardes. Um, AJ De La Garza, who was away on international duty with Guam, came back a lot earlier. They only had one game, so he came back a lot earlier. So I'd expect that if he's going to play, he's he's ready to go, and I do expect him to play in this game as well. So um, I talked... Yeah, and it's an interesting matchup. I mean, the Galaxy versus Vancouver, of all the teams that we played last year, I would say Vancouver gave us more trouble than any other team. It's not an ideal matchup because the galaxy is a an older team not as athletic not as fast and also um the galaxy you know the strengths of our game tend to be things like intelligence and judgment and passing things like that whereas the vancouver whitecaps you know they have tons and tons of youth and pace and it's very 
it's uh, very contrasting styles, I would say. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. You uh, you heard Brian Dunseth, who was on the show earlier, talking about Carl Robinson and you know sort of the effect he's had on this team. I love Carl Robinson as well. I'm a big fan. Oh yeah, no, I mean I I really like the Vancouver Whitecaps as a team. I really fun like team to watch. They do, yeah. Yeah, fun team to watch. So it'll be interesting to see sort of what the lineup is and, and how it's all set up. Uh, Kudos out again, suspended by the MLS Disciplinary Committee for that dive that got him three points versus Houston. Uh, you're going to see a lot of the guys come back who were on uh, who were on international duty. Like I said, uh, Perez is for sure. It, you know, as long as he's healthy and and uh, doesn't have any knocks and isn't tired or any of those other things from the international travel, he's going to start. Uh, Kakuta Mane. Um, you know, Bolaños, there's just, there's a lot of good. And, and of course, Alstead as well in goal, just a lot of good players on Vancouver. And quite honestly, um, you know, the last year, I think they really dominated the LA Galaxy. So it'll be interesting. And then we go into the LA Galaxy's inability to win on the road, Wendy. Um, that That's obviously something. So maybe with some young blood in there, maybe with some things shaken up, no Steven Gerrard, he's gone. Um, he's injured. No uh, Robbie Keane because he's injured. Giovanni Dos Santos is a question mark. Maybe with no designated players, the young guys go out there and they take this game to Vancouver, which I'd love to see on the road. I think that that is something that could definitely happen, um, but it, it's going to be a, a chess match of a game just with the lineups. And I think that once you see what the lineup Bruce Arena has, I think that's going to sort of determine what you think the LA Galaxy are going to try to do. I think Javi said it with the younger team on the surface, Wendy, you could have a fast team on, on that you surface. Could. Yeah, but, you could. I mean... And it's not like the Galaxy doesn't have young, athletic, quick players. Right. Emmanuel Boateng, I mean, I've watched that kid burn up the field. Right. But, I mean, we have we do have players. I mean, Leggett isn't fast, but he's definitely athletic. And, you know, Bradford Jameson, he's got pace. Zardes has tons of pace. So it's not like we can't put together a lineup that's fast. It's just that's not maybe what the kind of game that we play. Right. Um, we could, I guess, on Saturday. I'm actually extremely curious to see what the lineup's going to be because, as you mentioned, potentially we could have, you know, our, our $18 million worth of designated players not even in the, the 18, in right. which case or none of them maybe even take the field, yep. in which case, you know, we, it's a uh, – it's the kids and, uh, you know, the veterans, the MLS veterans, you know, backing up this team and keeping it together. I'm really interested. It's going to be a fascinating game. Well, you know who is playing is players like Ashley Cole, as far as I know. <laughs> I mean, you know, Ashley Cole. Cole is Miners. Playing, Cole Miners. There you go. Ashley Cole is playing uh, Nigel DeYoung. Um, you know, uh, Bajio Husidic, who's done a great job uh, in, Jell, in, in my place. Boy Jell. Ye- Yella Van Dam. He's, he's their Yelly. Jelly, Jelly, Yelly. Do we um, have a nickname for him yet? Uh, Van Dam Awesome. Okay. I have no. I don't know. I'm sure somebody. Well, said, we're gonna work on that. We gotta work on that. Well, that's our next. Our next thing. The after. Next one, because we have the coal miners, and that's taken care of. All right, LA Galaxy versus the Vancouver Whitecaps, 7 p.m. That's right, 7 p.m. Not a 7:30 start. Don't get confused. 7 p.m. on Saturday, April 2nd. Time Warner Cable Sportsnet, Time Warner Cable Deportes, uh, game up in BC Place. So, of course, I will be uh, live-tweeting that game. You can follow us at Galaxy Podcast for all that. Go to cornerofthegalaxy.com, buy some stickers. Go to the shop, buy some stickers. The best deal is three stickers for $8 and not one sticker for $3. I'm telling you that right now. I technically make less money on the three, all right? But that's okay. I'm giving you guys the better deal. Uh, But help support the show. We're trying to get some other merchandise in there. And if you buy this merchandise, then I can get other merchandise. All right, that's how it works. Lots of fun. Glad you joined us. Wendy, uh, anything else from you, or are we, uh, we done here? I think we're done here. All right, why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can find you. We'll get on out of here. Well, you can find me, of course, at cornerofthegalaxy.com, where I write many articles, and I'm also writing for American Soccer Now. And on Twitter at? Bardsblond. Bardsblond, that's right. B-A-R-D-S-B-L-O-N-D. B-L-O-N-D. Yeah, there it is. Bardsblond. Follow Wendy there. Wendy does a great job at Corner of the Galaxy. Read her game preview for the LA Galaxy versus Vancouver. I should say the Vancouver versus LA Galaxy game coming up on Saturday. That's all great. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course at Galaxy Podcast, I am behind both of those Twitter accounts. One 100% of the time, the other one 99.9% of the time. So check us out there at Galaxy Podcast and at Jay Guessman, cornerofthegalaxy.com for all of your written news, all your podcasts, great stuff on Corner of the Galaxy from the box earlier this week with LA Galaxy's insider Adam Serrano. I want to thank Brian Dunseth for stopping by. Literally had to catch him in between doing like seven other different things, including being our uh, kick-ass dad. So uh, always great to have Dunny on the show, and hopefully we'll talk to him again maybe whenever RSL comes to town, so that'd be fun to do as well. All right, that does it for me, for Wendy Thomas, for Brian Dunseth. I'm Josh Guessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy. 
on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Catch you next time. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcasts are part of Backfield.com. Backfield.com is a collection of soccer podcasts and multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at Backfield.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.